Apologies are a sign of weakness, a signal to your enemy that you are unwilling to stand up for yourself, your morals, and your values under pressure, and can be pushed to a breaking point. Jeez, okay then, I'm sorry. Wait, no, 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 I mean... It's too late to take back what you've said. You're on the list. You have got to stop using Twitter. What's good, Creamers? What's good, Creamers? Welcome back to the Half and Half Podcast, episode 130. That's crazy to say. But 130. we're still here, still making content, even though we don't go to school there anymore or live in that city anymore. Still the best podcast this side of the Bell Tower. Haven't said that one in a while. Yeah, I guess we're but... on the north side of the Bell Tower now, right? So the entire, everything above the <laughs> Bell Tower <laughs> in the world. It's like... Um... There's like like when people talk, there's like the so the Mason Dixie line, or there's all these different sort Mason, of like <laughs> Mason characters. Dixie, Mason Dixon, Dixon. My bad. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Like people yeah. have all these lines that use like the you know there's like the Baptist, the Bible Belt, and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. The, the the Bell Tower line defines elite podcasting and anything above it. Mm-hmm. Whatever we are, that side has the best podcasts. Absolutely. Which um, makes sense because anything south of the Bell Tower line would include Florida, and I can't imagine there's many good Floridian podcasts. I think those might be the most entertaining ones, man. That's true. It's true. It depends on, I guess, what your measure, what the metric is. Yeah, except I will say those are probably all on like the fringe websites, like Rumble and things like that. <laughs> Check you out know Stitcher. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, Stitcher. <laughs> I used to listen to shit on Stitcher. I remember. Really. Wow. Yeah, it was like a pretty, I think it was maybe like an early podcasting platform because like Spotify didn't have podcasts for a bit or it wasn't Not for a while. supported. Yeah. It was really just Apple. It was like, yeah, it was Apple, I remember like that. whatever third party service you use. You see, the, the secret about me is that I really didn't listen to too many podcasts before. Until you started doing Before one. I started doing one. <laughs> and now he, he takes notes and learns. I, I've, uh, I, I'm already the best at, so I don't need to learn. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, of but course, yeah. you are listening to Vasant Rambos, joined by the, I'm trying to think of an adjective I haven't used yet, we'll go, the uh, Marvelous, bootylicious? the Marvelous, I thought Bootylicious was the Marvelous Mangan, right. sounds like a nice like circus act, like a yeah. wrestling group, you know, yeah, like uh, doing like a uh, Greatest Showman 2 type thing, dear God, if that <laughs> ever happens, <laughs> well, actually, you know, I honestly, <laughs> It's a weird take for me because I, I'm not a fan of Greatest Showman that much. But, like, yeah. a Greatest Showman 2 might, like, heal nature a bit. Really? Okay, tell me why. Because, like, I think the world <laughs> needs, like, the movie with the soundtrack that, like, mm. the, you know, parents listen to with their kids. Like, the people who are, you know, the people latch on to because it's it's very, like, look, at the end of the day, this is just my opinion on the music yeah. of Greatest yeah. Showman. I if you like it, if it means a lot to you, that is valid, and I'm not coming for you. However, yeah, so you want something that'll get the white people jumping, you know? Yeah, or crying, <laughs> or feeling seen, or whatever. Like you know, yeah. the, you know, the, the the moms listen to it with their kids, and they also feel empowered. Or the dads, you know, put it on in the car, and they're like, "Man, 
I feel seen. You know, I mean, it, it could be all seen. It could have been Dear Evan Hansen, but you maniacs, you know, kill. <laughs> that did not happen. No, that's the thing. Dear do, Evan do you know Hansen that, was supposed you, to. They were supposed to be the chosen ones. They were, oh, yeah, but it was so, like familial, horribly miscalculated. Familial thing, like the way I see it is the people who watch Kelly Clarkson's talk show mm, listen yeah. to this type of music. Mm-hmm. But we haven't that's really had that. Yeah. I mean, Disney always has their song that goes, but like we need a soundtrack and Hamilton still popular still goes on but the the initial hamilton wave has obviously subsided so i think a greatest showman 2 would be good because what is it right now i don't think there is one i mean movie musicals have kind of struggled a bit um like even in the heights was it should have been a big hit it didn't really make much money um i heard that one was pretty good that one was that one was good yeah west side story bombed too even though that was really good um not feeling very musical this year i blame cats (laughs) <laughs> I, you know what i think you're right actually his yeah, name is wrong analysis since cats come out came out because uh dear if Hansen didn't do particularly well it's it bombs, movie, it bombs. Did it? yeah oh dang did, did cats kill the, the movie musical did cats killed what's that song called uh which one tv killed the radios oh video killed the radio star yeah yeah but this time it's cats killed the musical single <laughs> star yeah that's really funny. Wow, I never thought of that. That dang is cat. Did cats poison? Did cats kill musicals? We're having a breakthrough live. Oh, wow, not live, crazy. live for you listeners, but you know. Well, that, that's going to be that. I'm going to do a video essay on that. That's like three hours long. <laughs> three hour yeah. video essay. Yeah, three hour. My favorite thing is like whatever. Like there's a, a little sneak peek of something we're going to talk about later. There's like some mm-hmm. discourse online. Someone mm-hmm. was like, there's someone who always replies that the YouTuber is going to talk about this. And they like put like a screenshot of the dude who made like a 12 hour video on Victorious. Oh, that dude. God, what's his name? Like Raymond something, right? Or something. Like that. I don't think it's Raymond. Hang on. I'll, I'll figure it out. He doesn't love Raymond. I, I, I've never seen that guy's videos. I bet you he, like his content's like fine. And I bet you he was kind of in on the bit, I would hope, making a 12 hour video on Victorious. But I always chuckle. Quinton. His name's Quinton. Quinton. Quinton Reviews or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure Quinton's a great reviewer and a good YouTuber. Hopefully. Hopefully we're not like co-op. We're saying nice things about a guy who's maybe problematic. But I just find it funny anytime there's like really obnoxious or long or over the top discourse. Someone's like, someone finna talk. Someone make some content out of this. And they just (laughs) put that fucking thumbnail. Or someone will just make a viral tweet every once in a while. It'll be like, video essay YouTubers be like. It'll just be that. The 12 hours. <laughs> and it does numbers every time because everyone... I, it, I can't lie. It's funny that that video exists. Spending like... Uh, there's like... There are channels whose videos are so long about just like online topics. I'm just like, I don't understand why you need to dive that deep. Like... So here's yeah. what I say. Like, I, I know... So I, I like... Jay Aubrey or John. He makes long videos. His, yeah. his videos sometimes run a bit long. Like when he goes over an hour, I'm kind of like, I'd like for this to be tightened a bit, but that's fine. Um, he does like collabs with this other guy, The Right Opinion. Mm-hmm. And I've, I don't know if his content's good or not because I haven't really get into it. Cause I, whenever I go, I click on the channel, I, I see like, are really long. I see like four hour videos about like, what's that like Nikado avocado guy or something? Oh, he's like, eating himself to death or like it's yeah kind of, and i'm, I'm that like, situation is no kind way. of sad from what i understand yeah, yeah it's yeah it's a sad story tragic and everything but like 
it, it there's no way there's four hours worth of content here. Like, tighten it up. Yeah, I think you know? I've seen like the longest video I've watched. I watched like a, it was like 55 minutes because like, well, there's periods during work where it's just I'm just working. Like I'm not in a meeting yeah. or whatever. I just have to yeah. make something, and I like to have stuff on in the background while I do that. And it was like 55 minutes, but I think it made sense because it was like assist. It was like on some content creator who's frankly said some atrocious shit like just like oh yeah the people keep enabling him and it was like he was trying to like like piece by piece like systematically point out how all these arguments and the stuff he says is bad and how he's like engaging in behavior that he himself would call out like he himself would Mm -hmm. say is like flawed or oh that's a logical fallacy and he was like so like i guess like the systematic like you want to really be thorough but yeah like anything over like a couple and, like, sometimes, yeah. like, I'll have, like, the, shit on the background. Like, there's, like, uh, I watch, like, competitive Pokemon videos, and sometimes, like, they'll build a team, and I'll just try and run the ladder on Pokemon Showdown for, like, two hours. But, like, mm-hmm. those are videos that are meant to, you just, like, put them on, and you don't yeah, have to yeah. pay that much attention. But, like, a really in-depth video essay, yeah, like, if you're pushing over an hour, it really depends on the topic. And if we're going over, like, if we're going to three hours, what are we doing? I got, yeah. I'm watching that video over, like, the course of, like, a couple months, because I'm not... Absolutely. My my one content creator that I will say I make the exception for is Jenny Nicholson. She earns every minute of each video. <laughs> like each minute in her like if she goes over two hours, every minute was earned and it was necessary, I believe. I have seen I I do like her stuff. I've only seen one of her videos and it's the Dear Evan Hansen video to tie all the way back into Oh that. amazing, right? Yeah, great video. And it's you, long, you, should, you need that to watch it is. You need to watch her two and a half hour delve into the Vampire Diaries. That's that, like one like, of her like iconic videos, right? Oh yeah, it's it's genuinely worth it. Like it's it's amazing. I I've rewatched it multiple times. It's incredible. One day we'll work up to watching the Quinn video. That's true. No, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know. I'm almost like morbidly curious about like what he talks about for twelve hours. Like 12 I do hours not is care crazy. enough about Victorious to like. Is it actually like, twelve hours? Did someone Photoshop? The no, one? I think is that's like- real. I think that's real. God, exporting that behemoth. How long did it take to edit it? Probably like even months. if it's like a couple of just cuts where he's like cutting clips together. Still would have been tedious as all hell. Because if it's 12 hours with edits in it, probably like 20 hours of raw. So, Not 20 hours of raw footage, but it's probably pushing like 15. So yeah, looking at okay, looking at his channel, right? He used to make like 30 minute videos pretty frequently, which 30 is like a fine length. 30 is like a longer average video, but like you can watch that over like a few sessions if you're like working and you got like lunch break. Then he made a three and a half video about Fred, like the old YouTube channel. Yeah. Like the high pitched voice guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he didn't. Yeah, he did an iCarly video that was four hours and he was building up to this. And then another iCarly video that was another three hours. Because aren't these minutes. Nick shows now, right? All of these. Yeah, shows? yeah. Yeah, he's building up to it. He's and ready for his magnum opus. Failure Victorious is five and a half hours long. End of Victorious, which I think is the one that gets memed the most, is eight hours. That's eight, okay. Yeah, and then, then there's a Sam and Cat video that's another five. Oh, man, he really be... I wonder if there's like episodic breakdowns. Like we're going episode by episode through the shows. I, I don't know, man. Like I, it's, I just can't imagine that. It wouldn't surprise me if there's a lot of shady shit behind the scenes about these shows because aren't these all Dan Schneider productions? And he's like, yeah, yeah. But like, Jesus Christ, thirteen hours to Victorious. 
that's that's i don't think there's like 13 hours worth of victorious episodes like <laughs> i'm waiting for his equivalent that does like disney shows like i want a 10-hour video on the jonas brothers <laughs> and i want like a, i want like two hours dedicated to the evolution of joe jonas I, I want from 15... being like a purity ring Disney star to making a song about eating ass Absolutely. on the beach. I want no Vasant Vasant Cake by the Ocean doesn't mean that. <laughs> it doesn't. It's it's just a euphemism for sex. Vasant, did you really think about that? But no, when I first heard when I've heard the song, I was he like, did. He's lying now. He did. No, 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 no and then as I got like older, I, in my head I was like, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if like, because like you know, cake is often used to refer to people's like ass, a nice yeah. ass or whatever it's called, cake." It talks about having cake by the ocean. And in my head I was like, "Oh, what if the song's just about eating ass?" And I just thought I was like, "That's just like, my funny head canon that the song is actually mm. supposed to be about eating ass." I will never verify it. I'm never gonna meet Joe Jonas to ask him this. If you listen to this, Joe, I'd really appreciate your input <laughs> on that. Uh, I can tell you what it means. It just means sex. That's just a euphemism. Well, I assumed it was a sexual thing. Like, <laughs> but it's it's like whistle. It's like disguised as a fun thing. The whistle was like a, incredibly direct, but whistle was so direct. Let me let me fo- hang on. I'm get the whistle lyrics up. I knew what, something was wrong with the whistle when I heard it. I was like in middle school when whistle came out. I'm yeah, it, it it was so obvious. Like it was the least subtle. But song I'm saying it's in that same vein where it's like I knew the song was like inherently supposed to be about like you know getting into yeah. it, sexual looking at someone who's hot but like you hide it under like you know oh it's cake because like a kid can say that and it's like whatever that's satanic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people got mad at Lil Nas X we need to talk more about Whistle the crime yeah. Florida has committed by having kids have to hear their parents who didn't know any better mm-hmm. so th- yeah this, this is Whistle but- this is the least subtle thing ever. It was just, can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby, let, let me, me know. know. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to show you how to do it. And we start real slow. Real slow. Oh. You just put your lips together and you come real close. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Here we go. And then it goes. Stop, hit the whistle. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, wait, wait, can, you, can you whistle or not? I, I can't. I don't think I could whistle like enough to do the. Yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. But it just it like it goes from like yeah, can you suck my dick? It's it's almost like a... <laughs> it's like suck my dick, and then it goes like do 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 do. It's like fucking <laughs> Owl City beats. <laughs> Our next track is "Give Me Head" by Owl City. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's always a good time. (laughs) But I just want to say, Whistle has committed atrocities because I've literally heard, like, this is where, like, you're like, oh, an adult would know what that song is about. I was, I can't remember. I think I was probably carpooling to, like, school or some after school thing in middle school. 
and I was with uh, my friend at the time, and his parents are immigrants. And I bring that up to say that, like, they're like mom or dad. I can't remember who drove. But, like, what if their parents it was like that song's on the radio? They were like singing along to it, and like I don't know if they knew. <laughs> I it's tough, man. I don't know. Like, and you, they were you... like, oh, I really like this song, and they were very genuine oh, about it. So I legitimately think they just like. Because obviously, if like English is like a second language, whether you like you learned yeah, it okay. or you learned it as a secondary language in school, you're. I'm not saying anyone who has it as a second language doesn't get euphemisms and shit. Because a lot yeah. of people who have it as a second language, I'm sure do, but I'm, it makes sense. Like, oh, someone who has it as a second language isn't thinking about it like mm-hmm. that, probably. Yeah, just just also, curious. This person was Indian, and Indians like yeah. India's like a sexually conservative nation, so an older mm-hmm. person middle-aged person from that country is probably not thinking in those terms anyway uh no they're probably hornier than any of us <laughs> i mean yeah we've seen indian facebook and all those memes yeah but like, they're, they're, there's a lot of repression going on. married with kids i would assume uh, okay. yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a good guy um so Masan, i am curious about this one how do you feel about flow rider like as an institution you know as an institution yeah his name is stupid i'm sorry well of course yeah but also like you know when I you mean, were like he made 10, hits he did have hits i do agree but with i you. also feel like he's an interesting guy because he would do stuff like you know there was like uh i mean obviously apple he's on no is he on apple bottom jeans he, yeah he's the rapper on love yeah, I mean, T Pain overshadows him, but like, yeah, he's on the that. fact that you don't know, and that's his song, it's that just shows something about Flo Rida. No, yeah. I, I like remember the album cover from Apple Bottom, yeah, too. They got his arms crossed and shit, exactly. Uh, yeah, good feeling was a good feeling, yeah. Uh, yeah, that song was okay, but I cried but just I, a little, was whatever. He made vibes, I mean, he has a lot of hits like My House, uh, Whistle, Going yeah. Down for Real is really funny to me. I got that Asa <laughs> Lama like. <laughs> Wait, what's the? Oh, in the beginning of the song, does just go? Your your girl just kissed a girl. I do buy. I do buy. <laughs> what a bar! And for some and then reason, it goes like, like the entire shake, verse. I throw this money in the sky. I got that Asa Lama like That's that M O N E Y. I love my beaches, South beaches. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Surfboard at high tide. <laughs> For some reason, that why is that entire verse just about like Middle Eastern countries and cities? Like, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's amazing. And then um, Sage the Gemini is on that song too. He is, yeah, right off gas pedal. And red nose. Red nose. Yeah, shake it like a like a red nose. That was like the secondary oh, hit God, that wasn't yeah, as that big was, okay. as I gas pedal. I completely forgot about that. Wow. So I mean, I like I kind of. Retro, like I'm not trying to like retroactively redeem Flow Rider here or anything, um, because like mo- like it was an institution of hip yeah. music, like hip and pitbull, like yeah, his music wasn't good, you know. But he was always like, up there. He was on the charts. Yeah, but I would say like I kind of miss like goofy pop stars like him and Pitbull. Goofy you know? pop rap. Yeah, because like. It wasn't good, and at the time... You know why you miss it, Aiden? It's because a lot of people have said this most popular music now is sad. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. At the time, I I was, like, an edgy 12-year-old, and I would have, like, made fun of it, probably. But now as an adult, I understand, like, oh, no, this is, like, you know, these are dance songs. It's stupid, but it's fun. Like, no one is gonna... I think the Florida hits are mostly bad. Like, there's something... Yeah, and, like, Pitbull, too. Like, I mean, like, 
I mean, you know, respect for Timber, you know, like those diggity boys. What was it? Those biggity boys and diggity dogs is what you think. <laughs> those biggity boys. Is that what he says? I forget. Yeah. The biggity There's also boys. The, the Kodak line. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, me not. There's work. also his like Udo, was. those take off your clothes. <laughs> I think I killed Aiden. Are you alive there, bud? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. I miss Pitbull. I will say that entirely. I, I miss know Pitbull. you want Pitbull. me. <laughs> I know you want me. Um, but, but I, I, I can recite the Kodak thing, though, with Pitbull. Me not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Better, Better yet. yet. Go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with the Kodak. He, did he get paid for that? Or the he, Kodak? Did, he did, yeah. He had a partnership. That's a great businessman hustle. Yeah. Amazing. Look, he understood fame is finite, but Kodak is forever. You know, Kodak so. is forever. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's a great. That's a great promotional thing. They should have really used that. Absolutely. So, like, but, I, like retro, like retroactively, I I will like give like the pop goofy pop rap kind of like a pass, only because like now as an adult going to like bars with like dancing and things like that. They don't play many songs, uh, or at least many like pop songs, at least made after the year like twenty seventeen. They really don't, and you could say it's part of they it's play. The they play hip hop from past that, but they don't really play a lot. Play a lot of pop from yeah, past that because and it might be the audience. But I agree with you where I think really. like in the in the right context, a lot of music makes like is enjoyable. There's songs I don't like that I'm like, yeah, if you play that at a bar, it's gonna kill. Yeah, if you play Megan Trainor at a bar, it's gonna fucking suck. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, no, if you play Megan Trainor at a bar, I will. If you play Dear Future Husband <laughs> at a bar, someone's getting in a fight, someone's getting a divorce. Like I don't know. I will kill. It won't kill, I will. It's that's that's the difference there. The bar will close because people will come Aiden will commit acts of atrocity. There, there'll be some light shenanigans going on from me yeah. if I hear that. Um I'm not I'm never gonna retroactively redeem Megan Trainor. They're all for music. There's nothing to redeem. They her and Charlie oh. Poot decided to take Marvin Gaye's name and oh, rub it through God. the dirt. What's Marvin Gaye and get it on? And I hear Megan Trainor is annoying too because I can't escape her on TikTok sometimes because one of her songs is oh. like a sound, one of her new ones. Yeah, apparently she's a TikTok hit now. Is yeah, she right? made a new song called I Made You Look. You're more than welcome to go listen to it after the. No, yeah. I take back what I said about like Frozen and Greatest Showman soundtracks. Megan Trainor is who people who watch Kelly Clarkson listen to, which is funny because if you watch That's Kelly true. Clarkson's talk show, just listen to Kelly Clarkson. She made better music than Megan Trainor. She had some good hits back in the day. She did. Since you've been gone since, is better than anything Megan Trainor's ever written. Since you've been gone, still bangs. Absolutely. You play that at a bar, it doesn't matter. People are going crazy. And that's facts. Absolutely. Sorry, I'm like I, I have like some stuck in my throat, so I've been coughing and like. No, you're good. <laughs> you're like, um, um, but before yeah, but, we, yeah, I know. Like we've kind of the banter's got a honestly a delightful trip down. I think I think this is a fun conversation for the crane. Well, a person. delightful trip down the coast of Florida. Yeah, but <laughs> I did want to I did want to touch on this just because I know as listeners you're like Aiden of the song. I wait for you religiously to talk about the things that matter to the general public and literally the day after we recorded the last episode where we talked about scarlet and violet and we did like our little head coaching tier list uh, kanye went on alex jones and then said chris paul was addition it to his wife mm -hmm. or whatever and i mean 
Aiden and I talked before we recorded. We have like our little like pre-production meetings. We want to like make ourselves sound more legitimate. Um, there's nothing to add. I mean, if we, if you need one to what? tell you, Kanye talking about Nazis and saying he likes Hitler and all that shit while going on the Alex Jones show. Uh, like, if we need to tell you that's bad and wrong, like, a podcast isn't going to help you, man. Yeah. You need to, like, read some history. You need to, like, look at yourself in the mirror. Because, what can like, I even say at this point to make it fun? Like, to make, like... There's nothing really... I mean, we like, joke about like, the Chris Paul stuff on Twitter. Like, well, no, here's what I'd say. Like, to make it not funny, but to make it more insane than it already is... Like, you can't outdo it. It's absurdist. And I mean, the, like me saying Kanye going on Alex Jones and saying I love Hitler, like that would have been a bit I did, like college episode or something. Like, yeah, like the way, like with him, like he said the stuff about slavery and that whole run with like the Harriet Tubman stuff and all that random shit. And like, I was never like a big Kanye fan. I liked his music. But then, like, at that point, I was like, okay. I'm really, like, I was never really invested in, like, the Kanye brand or merchandise or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, like, I'm going to, I'll listen to the music. Yeah, I'll check for the music here and there. And I honestly didn't even check for it that aggressively, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, I would listen to stuff and I'd think about it, see if I liked it, I'd take some songs. But, like, I was already kind of like, okay, this dude's a clown. And then he did the Trump stuff. And I was like, oh, not surprised, clown behavior. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the anti-Semitism stuff, like, was bad but saying like the defcon 3 thing was like crazy to me because that was just like a straight up threat yeah yeah <laughs> that went a little further and obviously there's like the stuff with candace owens and the grifting so i've already been out on him i think the stuff with like the anti-semitism i'm just like okay and, like the people who did the separate the artist from the art like it's seeping into his art yeah like, it's it's now crazy. directly like, ever since like yeah. I think Jesus is King, and I, it's unfortunate that it's tied to a religion. Which you know, religion, there's plenty of people who follow who are faithful to whatever their religion is, and they don't like attack people and they like follow it respectfully. But that's really when it felt like it started to seep into the music. Yeah, it's it's I mean, really after this shit. It's just like yeah. I mean, like what are we? What do I got to say? Like, <laughs> I will say it it is awesome seeing like all the weird like right-wing christian guys that embraced kanye the past they're few used years for their grifts having to like try and justify his behavior now or the kids <laughs> what is his name tim pool he was like kanye should run for president literally like right as the alex jones stuff was happening yeah. no he said he might win like that right, by, right. The, by the way we have less than a minute left on this one call but we'll pick this up on the other side um but yeah he he said he might win, and then this one was like, seriously? And he was like, this was before the comments. <laughs> he was today. like, my grift, I decided to grift at the wrong time. Yeah. I'm playing both sides. That way I always come out on top, basically. But we'll come back t- after a little break, and we'll pick up with our actual first, I guess, real topic. So Absolutely. And we're back, but just to like, put a little bow on what we were saying earlier, I, I think... Like, yeah, like Aiden said, it was funny seeing people who were trying to grift or people who were trying to, like, you know, hitch their sleigh, their, you know, carriage to Kanye start to, like, have to either justify it or they have to pull it back. But, I mean, there's not much to say about it. The Chris Paul stuff, like I said, made for some funny Twitter jokes, but that's, like, a rumor and there's not really much to add to it. I choose to believe it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. If you want to choose to believe it, that's fine. I'm just saying there's nothing we can really add to it. Yeah. I just choose to leave because the world is a little funnier that way. It's yeah, it's just it, it's funny to watch famous. I mean, yeah, obviously it's like cheating on people is bad. I agree, all of that. But like, 
the thing is, it's like these people are so dissociated from reality with the way they act, and they could give less of a shit about me, you, or pretty much a lot of other people. And, so, and Chris Paul, too. Like, what? That's out of nowhere. Going crazy for the Clippers is crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like, Clippers, being a little Clippers Paul? Fan, yeah. Like, and Clippers Paul is good, but also just funny being like, go Clippers. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. I know they're like, they've been a pretty good franchise as but, of late in general. But, 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 they, but they're the Clippers still. Like, come on. Yeah, they got to change the branding. They do. They, they should completely rebrand. They're getting this, a new arena soon, so maybe. Yeah. But, but I think they should completely rebrand. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the funniest thing was like, I guess the funniest thing to say about with Ye was like, earlier this year, the Netflix doc came out about him. Oh yeah, I didn't watch that because I thought it'd make me sad. Old roommate, we watched it, and I remember just being like, "Man, this is." I have like an itch to go listen to like college dropout and graduation, like all the early Kanye albums, and like Mm -hmm. I made like a playlist where it was like a lot of old Kanye, a a smattering of some newer stuff, like some Pablo stuff and a little bit of Jesus, and then like some other. I it was like a good music playlist. So like I put Pusha T on there, I put some Big Sean on there, I put some Cuddy. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is fun. It's like a little, it, a lot of it was like stuff I listened to like in high school and middle school. So it was like a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah. And I really listened to it, but then I kind of fell off of listening to it. And I don't really listen to Kanye much in general <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. And I was really bummed when he was on my Spotify rap. <laughs> <laughs> what place was he in again? He was like third. Gotcha. And like, he- I was like, it, it, yeah. like he was funny because all my friends were like oh my fucking god he's on my rap and it's not like i went out of my way to listen to my either listen to a bunch of his old stuff or like uh arjun pointed out he's on a bunch of stuff like he was on Pusha t's album so like mm-hmm. he gets listeners shares from that yeah i i have a jewish co-worker that uh kanye was his number one on spotify rap and he was like i don't know what to do about that <laughs> yeah, the funniest thing was the next day after rap happened like at work in my team's chat they were like hey if you have a spotify drop your rap and i like went in my photos and i like sharpied out third and i just sent it and i said third place has been redacted for reasons <laughs> so yeah see, me, that me was probably the, the most kanye didn't wind up on my top five in any sense so yeah that's it's funny he's yeah. not top five on like anything like he's not top like for songs or anything it's just artists i guess he picked up those minutes yeah, probably. He probably just had enough spread around. Yeah, I mean, that's like enough. Kendrick was my number one, but none of his songs were in my top five songs. So like it was just right. enough. To you were listening to the what's the song where they argue? Oh, we cry together. Yeah, you were that, listening. To we... That was on my top one hundred most streamed of the year, which is really funny. That is funny. Damn, bro, what's good? Yeah, it's like dang, dude. But. That's like, yeah, but like to be like to really get back to the point, there's we have nothing else to really say about the Kanye stuff. He's been losing it. It's sad, I guess, you know, to see the spiral of someone who needs some help, who needs to be educated. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's got to be accountable for his own decisions. And like, frankly, I wasn't surprised he was going to do something like this after. And it felt it didn't even feel surprising when his anti Semitism came out because like he's. He'd been saying and doing a bunch of insane shit, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like, obviously, like, he's known for his outburst. But I think, like, the slavery was a choice thing was really... There was like a, that was, like, a point for me. And then I think it really goes from there, you know? So, mm-hmm. you can't... I mean, I know he was a black man, but saying stuff like slavery is a choice is harmful. 
co-opting grifters like Candace Elwood is bad. Co-opting White Lives Matter is bad and being anti-Semitic is bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel bad for you who ain't doing nothing, but that damn milk was in the- Yeah, you who caused stray. That, 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 was, that was rough for that. I don't think it actually will do anything because like anyone with a brain yeah. has to know that you who's not tort- you who's like the most like normal. It's just a milk brand that's good. I like you who just a milk brand. It, it is really funny to think that like that that their PR probably considered like do we have to make a statement condemning their PR person of like Nazis. one guy? Yeah, <laughs> do we have to person? make do us who is in charge of the like what they probably don't even have a PR department. They don't need one. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like, could you imagine just like, do we need to say that Nazis are bad? Do we need to make this exactly. public? Meanwhile, their PR person, they're just Googling and they're like, how do I do PR? How do I do public relations? <laughs> I haven't done this in like 10 years. I, I just sell milk. Why do I need to do this? <laughs> exactly. But we'll just kind of leave it at that. I wanted to mention it because it was kind of like a Twitter was going crazy during mm-hmm. that. But there's, I don't, there's not much to say. And also, we're not going to talk about it, really. Uh, mostly because I don't really think we have much to add to it, but I would like to say I'm happy to see Brittany Griner's back home. Yeah. Or heading too. back home. I read something recently about her uh, wife and, like, you know, it's like the holidays especially, and it's the time you usually spend with your loved ones. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I felt... And I don't even know if it was about the holiday specifically, but like just thinking about that and also like how she was like worried for her. They didn't know where she was, right? When they moved yeah. into the penal colony. So just putting myself in those shoes, I can't imagine what it's like. So I'm happy for her, obviously, as well. And uh, yeah, there's not much else to say about it. The discourse around this is really toxic, frankly. Mm-hmm. There is a conversation to be had about, you know, yeah, you know, like she obviously she did something she wasn't supposed to, but they were definitely overdoing the consequences of bargaining chip, and you know we traded, we traded, we like you know, exchanged an arms dealer, and like what is that? You know, is that something we should have done? What about the other guy? Uh, whatever. I mean, there's like there's yeah. like foreign politics discussions, but neither of us are read up on that this situation or any foreign politics sort of negotiation stuff to talk about it. And most people aren't. They just saw ESPN report that's like a fucking. Sh- like woge bomb shams newsbreaker <laughs> motherfuckers are talking like we got like we, we should have got a first round pick back too. <laughs> so like, it's like i really thought they, they should have taken some salary relief on this one but you know. yeah like but we don't have anything to say i'm just happy that like she's coming back home and that her wife will be able to see her again and hug her and they can spend time together and hopefully also she yeah. gets like treatment I can't imagine she'll be playing basketball anytime soon because I assume the nah, mental recovery from this has got to be immense. Yeah, but we'll see. Some, I mean, maybe she plays because you know, playing basketball helps her with that. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I wish her the best. Um, I will say, I do think it's very funny, in, not the situation, but the idea of a pair, Biden's Twitter account said like that he was on the phone with her. I don't think Biden knows who Brittany Griner is. <laughs> not until. Uh... Not until like, the situation came to, because like a lot of no, like I think not until today. Way. I think I think other people were handling this. Oh, like, you really? Think? And he gets he on the phone like met her wife, and it was probably just like, oh, this is a lovely woman. Who is she? Yeah. He gets on the phone like, who's this? Brittany? Brittany? Where are you coming from, Brittany? Russia? Oh man, you got some people with guns <laughs> over there. Yeah, dangerous place. I hope you make it back safe. And then like like the Twitter intern that was sitting there was like. Just talk to Brittany Griner. She is safe. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, yeah, I keep saying Britta Griner, so I've, uh, but yeah, I'm happy for Sherelle Griner. I've heard, I've seen her referred to as Doctor Griner. I don't. Hang on. But she's a law alum, so. My, that's pretty I, cool. I just pulled out my uh, mic for a moment there. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, happy I'm for back. the Griners, and that's really all that I have to say about that. And I'm not really in the mood to engage with like this. Is one of those things where I just want to be happy for. The people who were negatively affected yeah. by it and keep it pushing. So, yeah, um, yes, sir. So, first, and maybe like, I mean, you could argue the banter had its own topic of like little. Oh my God, I just realized something. Huh. Sorry, before we get into it, there wasn't like a free Britney hashtag this entire time because Britney Spears already took it. The power she holds. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> there was free BG. I was there? Yes. Oh my god, because Free Britney was taken. It's overrun. That's crazy. I, I never even thought about that. That's social media optimization, people. Optimize your hashtags whenever you need to get freed from a Russian penal colony. Yeah, wow. Okay. That Sorry, that just shook me as I thought about it. Oh my god. <laughs> the power she holds. Indeed. The power. <laughs> but sort of like what might end up being like kind of our main segment. We'll see as time allows. Keep the episode a bit tight today. Um, which is rare for us, but as you probably know from listening to us, me and Aiden are online a lot. Uh, chronically online, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, me more than you, maybe by a little bit, but like, I think work has honestly helped because I'm not online as much as I usually am. Yeah. I don't know, how about you? Would you say you're chronically online or would you say you're like maybe a stage below it? Um, I think, no, I think I still have, I'm tethered to reality enough. Um, it's the thing like when I say I go outside still yeah we're gonna talk about being chronically online here but I wouldn't say I mean out of depth who would want to be like the people we're about to talk about but like I'm online quite a bit but like like you were kind of saying like I go outside I interact with people in real life I like take time away from the computer honestly Mm -hmm. I think my worst habit is I go on so I go online when I'm bored and I don't even to have the shit I'm looking at just like need something to do yeah, no, I, I agree with that, but chronically online, I would I would call myself. Yeah, I'm not really perusing online. the forums really hard. I'm on Reddit for like the NBA, NC State, and maybe the, like the NFL a little bit. That's probably it. I'm just not on Reddit, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're here to talk about chronically online because this was inspired by something. Actually, shout out to Elisa, something she found. So. We, we watch, you know, TikToks together, as you do, and there's a, a kind of a branch of TikToks where people are like, you know, tell me about the most chronically online discourse that you've been, you've ever experienced, whether, like, someone was saying something to you, or you, like, saw it. That's, like, mm-hmm. a trend, like, like, a brand of TikToks that people will make, and they're, it's always really interesting, because people will tell their stories, and then people in the comments will react, and also tell their own stories, and there's a Twitter thread, she sent me a tweet, she sent me, like, a reply, like, there was a reply to this tw- tweet that she sent me, and the tweet, which I sent to Aiden, was from a, a writer at Vox, uh, Rebecca yeah. Jennings. And the tweet is, all right, folks, what was the most chronically online discourse you saw this year? Hers was chopping tomatoes is elitist. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's, that's a take quick if I've ever heard one. How? Why? Yeah, and being chronically online to me... I think it's you're online so much that like kind of like you were suggesting it and you lose your tether to reality. It's like the Kojima thing, right? Like you kind of make your mm-hmm. own reality that's separate. And in these realities, I think 
words, their meanings have been all like there's all these buzzwords that people throw around, right? And I call them buzzwords not to say they don't mean anything, but they get used so much that the meaning gets diluted. And think about the word literally, right? It means yeah. the opposite of what it used to mean in the dictionary now. Yes. But words like elitist, normalized, fetishized, grooming, gaslight, those all get thrown around. Even racists get thrown around in improper context. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you say? And it's no, unfortunate because yeah. words mean things. They can be very powerful. And I feel like by using them incorrectly, ableist is one that gets used in absurdly. Ableist is so overused. Oh I want, that one in normalize is also really overused. Normal, yeah, normalize is terrible. Problematic is overused too. I would yeah. Say. And what it does is the word loses its like sort of impact in a sentence, but like, like ableist, racist, sexist, misogynistic. Those are important, powerful words that call out really bad behaviors. And they're getting used for behaviors that just don't fit the definition. Oh, also gaslighting. Gaslighting. Yeah, that's another one. That's I said. Gaslight is also a very serious thing and people use it for anything. Yeah. So I think chronically online is when like you kind of just, you get, you start like, you lose, like you say, you lose a tether to reality. Do you think about like if this situation happened in real life right now, am I calling it that? Am I talking like this? Probably mm-hmm. not. And that's what, yeah. here, so like, Rebecca tweeted that out, but she also has like an accompanying piece in Vox. You can go find it. It's called Every Chronically Online Conversation is the Same. Yeah. And in it, she talks about, so she gives an example, as a writer often does maybe when starting a story, right? And so this example is about some woman, and I remember this tweet. I don't know if you saw this. It was going around because it started the most absurd take storm I've ever seen. Okay. This might be the most absurd chronically online thing, but there's a lot, and we're going to get to some of the the replies to retweet as well. It'll be fun. And also, if you're listening, send us some. If you have anything that you heard, reply to the when we tweet the episode out. Reply, DM us. Be interested to see Mm -hmm. what chronically online, or maybe you don't know any chronically online stuff, and you've honestly spent more time outside. Maybe you're normal. To us on your hot girl walks, and I respect the hell out of that. Maybe you're normal. Yeah, that's I'm happy for you. I'm, yeah. I'm very happy for you. But here we go. So the tweet that kind of, I guess, maybe even spawned her to write this article comes from a woman named Daisy Beaton, who tweeted the following. Mm-hmm. My husband and I wake up every morning and bring our coffee out to our garden and sit and talk for hours every morning. He never gets old and we never run out of things to talk to. I love him so much. That's a nice. little humble braggy, but very cute yeah. and honesty. Like she's very, she's just clearly so very it seems like she's yeah so when, I, when i say when i say that's nice i'm like that's good for them that they can do that like that's great um, yeah i mean like, yeah, know, it's, like it's it's yeah it's, it's, like, it's a little raggy, but like i wouldn't call it neg i wouldn't be mad I, i'm a ha- like it's just i it, it's someone who's so happy about this part this thing they can do in their life and they just wanted to share it because it made yeah. it really happy. it's it, it comes off a little obnoxious when you write it out and put it online but yeah it's fine it's whatever I'm sure she just was, ha- I'm sure she had like an especially good time hanging out with yeah. him and drinking coffee. She's like, I just want to tweet about this. Mm-hmm. And what is the internet if not a void to just shoot your feelings and thoughts out into, right? So, so let, let me let me take a guess here. Um, she should feel bad for being privileged enough to have time to do it? Oh, yes. Is that right? Nailed it, dude. There's a wow. Okay, that, I haven't even heard this one before yet. Either. And she wrote in this article. Rebecca writes, "If yeah. you feel a creeping sense of dread while reading that tweet, it's probably because you spent too much online, and you know that someone's <laughs> going to talk shit about it." And maybe I know I, I am was chronically online. Then I don't know. What I, I said, maybe I am chronically online. Then I don't know. No, but like you know, you've been online enough to see it too. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, if I read that to you, you were like, "I know 
already. And you've been online enough that you knew exactly what people were going to say. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Here, here's some of the replies. Who has time to sit and talk for hours every day? Must be nice. What if we're not inherently wealthy and have to work and stuff? There were some, I'm happy for you, but it's just smug, self-satisfied. Oh, my God. Your partner's most likely embarrassed. I wake up at 6 a.m., shower, and go to work for a shift that is 10 hours long. This is an unattainable goal for most people. You haven't been married long, have you? Sorry you hate your partner. What? (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Like, I see these jokes sometimes on TikTok where, like, uh, non-hetero people will make fun of heterosexual relationships because it's like normalized to like you know hate your wife or whatever and yeah. if you tweet shit like that you're part of the problem what the hell that's crazy and I shouldn't get too we can't get too into this one because there's more this article okay. goes on to talk about the TikTok yeah. trends where people will share their most chronically online things I've ever seen this it's a compilation video that they tag in the article that they link in the article and in there there is a uh a disabled woman who was accused of elitism because she talked about how she uses a grocery delivery service. Absurd, because obviously if disability makes it hard for okay. her to get groceries. Yeah, okay, wait, let me let me try and follow this one. It's because those services cost money? They're, like, expensive. They have extra oh, fees, I guess. So oh, okay. It doesn't, the article doesn't oh, okay. delve into the counter-reasoning. Uh, oh, this is one I forgot to mention in the overuse. So someone was apparently accused of grooming their boyfriend, even though she's 21 and he's 20 oh my god what and like they started dating different stuff does get overused because i remember that uh i think it's uh marcus cosmonaut who i believe you've seen some of his videos as well he tweeted about how like he mentioned once like on stream or something that he had a girlfriend who was in college while he was in high school and immediately people were like talking about how he was being groomed or whatever Mm -hmm. and he was like no, she was like two years older, a year or two older than him. So she went to college before he did. Yeah, was I was like 17. Sophomore. She, was, she was 18 or something. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens, right? The age different stuff yeah, exists. It's it gross in like Hollywood, like, and, you know, stuff like Jeff Goldblum and his wife is weird to me because he's like 70 and she's like 30. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, we're talking like, but any age difference isn't a big deal. My parents are five years apart. It's also it's also like context. Like when did they meet? Like I'm pretty sure my dad was like in his like late twenties and my mom was like in her like early to mid twenties when they met. So like it's not that weird really. And by the way, you get older. By the way, you've never seen Vasant's dad pull off the leather like the Letterman jacket like I have. Okay. (laughs) This man, he was a fox back in the day, absolutely. (laughs) Riz. Riz. What does Riz mean? I've been seeing that. What does Riz mean? I feel like uh, this, Aiden, you've really let out your age on that one. I clearly have because I'm not on TikTok. Uh, so Riz, just, it's just game. You know what I mean? Like when you say like a guy has game, he's good at picking up, you know, so he's girls, a Riz guy. guys, whoever. So if, you, if you've got Riz, okay. you've got game. Riz God, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, no, Vasan Stav was a Riz God then, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but like the age difference stuff is also something that gets like overused because it refuses to consider the context of the age difference. Like when did these people meet? Shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Right? Like no, the age difference is bad if like a 13-year-old met an 18-year-old, but five years isn't a big deal if it's like a 25-year-old meeting a 30-year-old or a 30-year-old meeting a 35-year-old. Like, Well, that's that's what I was going to say to you. Like, once you get older, it starts to matter less. Like, I've met, like, I work, like, I've met, I work with people that are, like, of all different ages from, like, 23 to, like, 50. 
And there are people in that range. I know like 23 year olds more mature than like some like people in their forties. Like, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and age converges to me. Like as you get older, yeah. the difference, like if a 40 year old meets a 50 year old, that's 10 years and 10 yeah. years might be kind of big. If it's like a 20 or a 30 year old or like a 15 and a 25 year old, of course, but like 40 to yeah. 50, maybe not as weird. 50 to 40 and 50 are you going to say it's weird yeah. if like a 60 year old starts dating a 75 year old? Maybe not as. No, maybe they're little... all old. <laughs> who cares? You're not going to date them. They're old. <laughs> like, yeah, like it gets to a point, right? So, yeah. But we don't, there's more. So, like, then Rebecca talks about how she made her tweet. And I'm going to read some actual replies here. But in this article, she picks a couple. Uh, people brought up Garden Coffee Lady and how people just went in on her for like a seemingly yeah. like a little humble braggy, but ultimately cute and just she's happy. Good for okay. her. Okay. Kind of ties on with what we said in the beginning. Everyone's miserable. Everyone is miserable, but I'm I'm doing good, guys. Don't uh, worry. In in her reply, someone talked about how someone compared playing fetch with a dog to abuse. That's a really good one. Okay. Um, Actually, try and explain these. Like, what, what's your like? Okay, my take on that. Your spin. Like, how would you spin that? Okay, so these are some weird like animal freak people. Um, let me think. Uh. And Masaf, I will tell you this. I know you sent me the link to the article. I'm not looking at it, but I want to say it's that. fine. I mean, there's I mean, yeah, it's because I, I don't want to cheat on I don't want to cheat on this yeah. one. She doesn't give the reasons though. She's just listing them. I want to see if you can give me a, a take zone, a spin zone to it connect. Is because dogs assume that you have the best interest out for them, and the fetching does not present a reward, and it just makes them run around, and that's. Fat phobic somehow. That was my <laughs> my guess was kind of something like that where it's like yeah. they don't know any better and you're just like there's like no sense of like reward the validation. They like, they like it. They, they like that. Like <laughs> but I'm assuming this person's argument's like, uh, why do you keep throwing it and making them run? Like, uh, whatever. It's because have you ever been around a dog? They have and so there's some dogs who don't like playing fetch and they just that's won't. fine. They won't <laughs> they do just, it. They yeah. just don't do it. Have you ever been around a dog with a ton of energy? They love running around. They'll do any excuse. They literally run around and then they get tired and they go to sleep. Exactly. It's their life. It's great. <laughs> Wish I had that life. Too. Yeah, it's an amazing life. Uh, she just says there was Anne Frank discourse again, which I've never really interacted with before, but I can't imagine it's good. I, I vaguely remember something with Anne Frank. I forget what it was. Um, but I remember something on Twitter that with that that was ludicrous. I forget what it was. Probably though. something bad. Yeah. Probably something saying like Anne Frank was actually problematic or something weird. Yeah, it, like Anne Frank had white privilege or something. Oh, I think that was it. Oh my god, I think Anne, it was something like to live Anne through Frank the Holocaust and doesn't Anne Frank and she gets killed. Like, I thought I I think it was like Anne Frank had white privilege. Probably. I think that was it. Uh, oh another one. Right when I said that as a joke, I was like, there was no the spreadsheet of famous authors next to reasons they were problematic. Some examples, yeah. John Green, writer of books like Fallen Our Stars and Paper Towns, and I think there's one, something like Seeking Alaska or something. Uh, harmful depictions, excuse me, harmful depictions of manic episodes, Shakespeare, misogynistic principles enforced in books. I, it's, and here's the thing, it's not like these ideas might not be present in books, but with someone like Shakespeare, he wrote his shit in like, what, the 1700s? Mm-hmm. What were you fucking expecting? Like, there has to be a little bit of like, yeah, there's obviously stuff from like way back when that's like way progressive, 
Yeah. Like maybe even by today's standards or definitely by the standards of then, but like that's not common because like people, it's just context, man. Look, go, it, the, the, when you do put things in context, things that were progressive when our parents were around are now like pretty standard today. Like the idea that like um, people of any sexual orientation should be able to get married and things like that. That that was progressive at the time. That was taboo. Now that's conventional wisdom. And before someone's like, well, slavery was like normal at a time. Slavery is bad, okay? That's just bad. That's just bad. Bad. Um, and what we're talking about here is not yeah. like, and that's the other thing too. It's like accepting that that exists. Like I'm not going to sit here and deny that there isn't misogynism in Shakespeare, mm-hmm. right? It exists and it's not great, but it's also like, I don't know how to say this because like it's really, it's a... I feel like I, I'm honestly not smart enough, nor do I have the vocabulary to really convey this, but it's one of those things where, like, it is bad. Like, misogynism is bad. It'd be bad if a writer today wrote a book that was misogynistic. And it's not yeah. necessarily okay that it exists in past works, but that's something from, like, the 1700s. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like, like okay. The, the It's a Wonderful Life example for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life is a beautiful movie. And it's like, Jimmy Stewart is like one of the first like good actors that existed that actually like emoted and things like that. It's a really great movie. It's a wonderful Christmas movie. But there's the one scene where um, it's considered a bad thing that his wife in the world where he was never born, never married. And like back then, that's like, you know, that was like the worst thing for a woman, you know, like, oh, she never married. Mm -hmm. It was pointless, whatever. And like you take a moment like that and like and like just slice that out, you're like, yeah, that's bad. But you miss the wider picture of like what a one like what a wonderful story the whole thing is, you know? Yeah, I think it's like you yeah. have to. There's like the lens of today. Like today, yeah. we cannot do these. We cannot. You can't. You shouldn't be misogynistic. Slavery is mm-hmm. bad. A lot yeah. of race. Any racism is bad. Like all these things that were once parts of society in the con. Like today, we have the knowledge and we've grown and we know it's bad. But you yeah. can't, like, apply a lens that was developed and, like, is commonplace now to a time when it didn't exist, I guess, is what Yes, exactly. Also, I, f- but, I found the Anne Frank tweet. What is it? She has white privilege? Were you <laughs> yeah, right? it was. I was right. <laughs> so, it, it just, by the way, that, that so it, it became, like, it was a thing because people were debating about, like, um, like, I think, like, are Jewish people white or not? And, like, I don't know anything about that discussion, really, so I'm just going to stay out of it. Um, but this one person said, hold on, I want to make sure I say this carefully. Good. <laughs> yeah, and Frank had white privilege. Bad things happen to people with white privilege also, but don't tell the whites that. So... You shouldn't just don't bring up Holocaust, like Holocaust. Why things. would you use her as an example? There's so many better examples. There's um, plenty like of even more if white made... Americans today who suffer because of their income status, yeah. and they still it's... have white privilege, but they're still dealing with the consequences of uh, the societal, like you know, sort of structure where like they're not able to like make ends meet. There's yeah, plenty he... of examples of that. Why the fuck you pick Anne Frank? I don't know if he got goaded into it, you know, where he was just like, so a lot about Frank. You just don't answer. Don't answer that. And if someone asks you that, just say, well, you know, frankly, like, it's, frankly, huh, that's irrelevant. Oh, that's because it's like, you know, does it matter? She was a girl who lived during the Holocaust, a Jewish yeah. girl during the Holocaust. It's also, like, it you have to realize, like, she has. 
white like white privilege doesn't matter in a context where like Jewish people are being murdered. Yeah, what does it do for her? It does literally it's like, nothing. For yeah, her. it's yeah, like maybe. oh cool, she may have had white privilege. She also was Jewish in a time where that was illegal. Like, yeah. congrats, <laughs> your white privilege does like, like, nothing for yeah. you. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not saying like you know it's like. <laughs> It's like, yeah, she has white privilege, and maybe that would be useful if she lived in a place where she was not getting murdered for being Jewish. Exactly. Um, yeah, okay, but sorry. I just had to tap. Let's I keep it rolling. Yeah. That was okay, let's keep it rolling. I did not realize how much time we've got. So let's keep it, let's yeah. chug it along, shall we? Yeah, chug it uh, We might one have to jump was... on one more call after this one, but yeah, we'll chug yeah, it Yeah, we'll see. But uh, another one that hopped, that was brought up, was, I, I do remember seeing this, there was an act, queer baiting gets overused too. Um, Queer baiting is overused, I think. Queer baiting is a problem. Let's make that clear, like a lot of these other things. But when you overuse mm-hmm. it, it takes away the you know sort of the impact of it. Also, yeah. this example, I remember I saw this and I felt really bad. Was a teen act I felt bad for a lot of these, but a teen actor in a Netflix series was accused of queer baiting so much that they just for, he was just forced to come out before he wanted to. Wow. Oh, that's so terrible. people could get off his ass. Oh, that's awful. Oh, I feel absurd. That's that's such a that's such a personal and intimate decision to make. I hate that people pressure that out of him. And I'm yeah, sure many right? people in the LGBTQ plus community were like fucking irritated that people were online like parading this narrative that he was queer baiting. And then because like that community understands how important that moment, the decision yeah. to come out to anyone, a lot of people, like, whatever. How is. could I queer bait? I'm gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, I feel bad for him. That sucks. Yeah, and then there's another one. Uh, Mitski tweeted that she'd rather people don't film the entirety of her content. Oh my god, this one pissed me off so And much. someone I said that exactly that was insensitive to people with memory-related disabilities. Yeah, and you're like, it's kind of ableist for you to, it's like, oh my god. It's up. literally a performer being like, hey, like, the concerts yeah. are an experience. I put on a show. I prefer if people like engaged with the show yeah. and didn't just film the entire time. She, she was she didn't say you like, couldn't film. Yeah. She didn't say you couldn't yeah, take you pictures. Can. You can. She just would prefer to see more eyeballs and less phones. That's it. Like, and that's, that's fine not a bad to thing say. to say. She just wants to, yeah. if anything, it's it like, it's her saying, I want to interact with you more. I want to like, yeah, have this moment with you as my audience. Especially because like Mitski is an artist. She's not like massive. She's, she's, yes. she has, she has a solid fan base. I'm not trying to say she's like, she's like a, a strong fan base, but not like, yeah. she's not a starving artist. artist. I'm not trying to say that, but like, she's probably usually in like tighter, like she usually performs probably in like smaller-ish venues where you are like closer to the artists and things like that, you know? Like if she was like selling out like Wells Fargo or something, that's a whole different story. Like, you know, it's like, oh yeah, for me up in the rafters here, I really feel like I'm intimately re- like interacting with this performance, you know? Um, but for her, I imagine it's particularly true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and the um, article goes on to talk about how the most like frequent tweet structure is Hi, most annoying person you've ever encountered here. I noticed this post you wrote in three seconds doesn't line up with every experience I've ever had. This is extremely <laughs> harmful to me, the main character of the universe. That's, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And she says, like, no one has these arguments in real life. You might be yeah. privately annoyed that, like, you've got a friend who's talking about how well things are going for them and maybe your life isn't going so well, but you usually aren't calling them out like that. Yeah. Especially well, if, like, you have a good relationship with them and it's, like, understood that they're just, they don't mean anything by it. Like, yeah right yeah no exactly um i saw a good one recently too where this is just another thing like ableist being overused mm-hmm. um releasing things in theaters before streaming is ableist i saw that the other day and i was like oh shut up please 
<laughs> there are accommodations in movie theaters for people with a lot of disabilities for one thing um there's like handicapped seating there are closed captionings things like that to like help people that maybe can't do that and it's like look i understand like if you can't make it to a movie theater that kind of sucks but it's like it's like a four-week window like Mm-hmm. But I, I like I'm just saying like these places they like these businesses they do have to make money to make movies and that's the best way to make money on it. Right. And it's just like to say it's like it's ableist. I'm like oh my god. Just like yeah, it sucks a little bit for some people, but like sorry. <laughs> like what can I say? Like yeah. we can't make everything for everybody. I'm sorry. It just doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. Right. And I think yeah, I, I remember seeing that actually. I think I don't know. It all blends together. It all blends. It all but. Blends. The article goes on to bring up some other examples, uh, you know, whether it be uh, the way the internet handled Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, which Aiden and I have talked about, and mm-hmm. how stupid and it was theater and people were just throwing smud when they were both. That, uh, yeah, that people. was like stan culture. And it was really funny because abuse, after the really case bad. I did, like a bunch of stuff came out about Depp afterwards and how he yes. lied and altered stuff. It was like, told you, they're both not good. Yeah, no, exactly. Worse doesn't matter that much to me. I mean, I I think it's death, maybe at this point, but who cares? Um, I I don't know enough about situations. That's the thing. At the end of the day, they both they're people that shouldn't be together. But this is may I say this this is like it was sports was stupid. It's not sports. I will say this is the way I know I'm not chronically online. I left that whole period with knowing relatively little about. I also don't know that much about it because like. I just was like avoiding it entirely because I was like, this is not interesting to me. And I think it's weird how into it people are. Yeah, so I, I, like, I, I stepped back from that. When we talked about it, I had to like pull up some stuff to like talk yeah. about it a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the article also mentioned, and this is one that I remember seeing where like a woman wanted to send her homemade neighbors some food. So she made them chili or something. If people called her a white savior, they said it was inconsistent oh to autistic people. <laughs> Which what? Because the woman is also autistic herself. Um, oh my god! And I remember because like I like I like I clicked on her profile because I saw someone quote tweet something about it. So I clicked on her profile and like in her she said she's autistic. And I remember that someone replied to her. Someone replied to someone bashing her by saying, "Oh, don't be too hard on her. It says in her profile she's autistic. They don't know how to act normally." <gasps> so it's like in an attempt. Okay, to so activist, I. You are being ableist. Congrats, by the way. That's how you use it correctly. Yeah. So this is a word that also is overused, like microtransaction. Or no, microtransaction. <laughs> Microaggression. I was like, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I'm sorry. Clearly, clearly, I'm actually not chronically online if I just called them microtransaction instead. Um, microaggression, like... That is an actual microaggression, even though that word is kind of like very overused and used in dumb context. I don't even know if I call it micro. Man. That's it's macro. That's macro, right. actually. Yeah, that's pretty aggressive. Yeah, there's like other ones. Like a guy who goes to a bunch of women, which is shitty, like essentially being used as like, a, like his name became the shorthand. Oh, like West Elm Caleb. Yeah, people just started using his name as, like, you know, a shitty For, person. And it's like, yeah, he shouldn't have ghosted them. But people were, like, making it something this dude was, he, like, Dahmer or something. He didn't do anything that bad from what he I heard. He did something that's, situation. like, socially, like, not yeah. great. You should yeah, it's like, people. ghosting like, kind of sucks, but he did not. People deserve. were, like, saying shit about him. They didn't know who he was. Yeah. They basically were, like, saying, like, someone in this article, she has a quote from someone where someone said, the pathway from bad tweet to death threat is getting shorter. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the ghosting people isn't like, I'm not saying do it all the time or whatever, but it's not like, it's not worth the death penalty. People. Calm down. Like, you know, it's like, it's worth like a, Hey, they I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But even then, may I say the, the, I saw the TikTok that, that, the, the, the lady made about him, like the, the original one, I would have done the same thing. And that's not, I'm not trying to be mean by saying that, but if your reaction to getting ghosted is I'm going to go on TikTok and do that, your personality is bad. Like, I just want to say that. That's just a fact. I couldn't get along with you. I would have done the same thing as my son, Caleb. Justice for Caleb. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, being a serial ghoster, sure. Maybe that's a little weird. Maybe that's wrong. But in for her... Yeah, no, that was the right decision, brother. <laughs> you did, you did good. Justice for Caleb. Yeah, so we're gonna, yeah, so we're gonna take a little break and wrap this up, and kind of probably also like wrap up the episode. But mm-hmm. I do want to say the article ends with saying like essentially we all would benefit from just kind of like chilling out, calming down, and drinking tea or coffee in a proverbial garden somewhere. Yeah. It's never that serious. I agree. It is important to call out. Not even call out, right? Because it's important to like point out problematic behavior and create that opportunity for a productive conversation where you explain to someone why they're wrong. And if they're not being productive, if they're just being a prick, just pull out of it and leave it alone. But this Here, like yeah. culture of calling people out and using terms that are related to activist movements, movements against misogyny, sexism, ableism, racism, all yeah. the other negative things. I'm running out homophobia, queer baiting, all of that stuff. You weaken those moves. You weaken the words because you're diluting them by using them to refer to any single person who posts a tweet that is very, that's like you're reaching, there's not much context to it and you're just applying something to it because you're just thinking of the worst person you've ever met and putting it on that tweet and putting it on that post. Yeah. We have less than a minute left on this. I'll say something after. Yeah, we'll take a break. We'll finish this up in a sec. Okay, we're back. Okay, Aiden, go ahead. I'm sorry. I like we had to move over so, a bit of a closing piece. Yeah. All I was gonna kind of say about my rule of thumb with like interacting with someone online. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is like very I, I I'm not trying to say that I'm like better than anybody that does whatever, but my rule of thumb is like I would never say something to someone online that I wouldn't say to someone's face, you know? And that goes like not just like being like insulting or whatever, like whatever, it's fine. But also with like discourse like this stuff, right? If I, if it was, if I felt in real life, it was worth saying something about, I would engage. Mm-hmm. If I heard it in real life and like someone was just like, oh, I love going to the garden with my husband. And like, you know, we spend hours there and I love it. And mm-hmm. like, maybe like, Maybe I'm at like maybe I'm at a bar and this person's talking about it and like I'm over on the other side. I hear like uh you know my maybe in turn I'm like oh it must be nice to be rich or whatever. But I'm not gonna say anything, you know? You're right. Like like why would like why would you just turn around the bar and they go, well actually that's kind of like privilege if you like talk about that. Like like these aren't conversations that would happen in real life. And that's like that's the rule of thumb for me. I don't engage in stuff like that. I just don't understand why people feel like it's worth it it's not worth it so it really is it that's the thing i think that's what like i I mean because like i've gone mad online before and mm-hmm. as i get older i'm not that old but like as i as like part of like me like trying to grow and be a better person i kind of think to myself sometimes is it worth it 
and yeah. like getting online getting mad at things online too like right like you know we mentioned the britney griner situation there's plenty of situations mm-hmm. around like women and you know just to go yeah. from griner to like women in sports or the way people talk about weight or the way people talk about race the way people talk about sexuality that are upsetting but i also yeah. just have to first of all i know what comment sections not to go in yeah because i know what it's going to happen and two if i go to the bar like, still replies yeah don't get outside of part of my take don't go to the bar still replies part of my take. like pft's replies are usually pretty funny yeah but, i know what you mean though. you know what you're saying like it's yeah. a mix of like knowing like what i i know what i believe and mm-hmm. if it's something i want to like if it's something that like i like read and i'm like hey is this problematic then i might like do some thinking myself mm-hmm. but like like it had said like it just it's not worth getting mad it's like if i'm gonna go look at replies just, that are gonna make me mad yeah just you know know how to let it go like know that you're going into something like that's gonna be a toxic jungle and like mm-hmm. what helps honestly is like making fun of some of this like shit that people say that you think is dumb like send it to your friends you know what i mean like yeah but i just just again it, like would you keep that, that same energy like, in person that's just why i, I ask like, would you yeah, i ask myself now there's like things that are like really like obviously like everyone has a line and lines yeah are they're and they're the lines are important absolutely and there are things that are over like over line channel if someone's genuinely being racist like yes please call that behavior out absolutely but there's like trolling behavior shit posting behavior and that's also just people who are like doing it for engagement or like there's just mm-hmm. times when I just think, look thinking about myself and I'm like, what do I look like getting mad about this shit? About this person being this stupid? Yeah. And I look stupid because it's not worth it. I yeah. I, I would be better to just let it go. So it's it's that, not worth it yeah. for me to get angry about like a Charlie Kirk tweet or something. You right. Know? Because he's just you know so I, you know what stupid. I know what's yeah, it's like why am I even looking? Like yeah. he's stupid. I know that. Like yeah. So yeah, sorry. So if you want to carry on with, uh, I think there are yeah, a few so more. Yeah, so I'm going to read some Yeah. Because some of the stuff she, like, puts in her article, clearly, obviously, it's based off the replies and, like, the tea girl drinking with her husband or the chili lady making a chili for her neighbors. But here's some other ones. Um, let me see. I just had one. All right, here's this one where uh, taking care of my own children is unpaid emotional labor. Here's an example. Uh, I watched an 11 year old hair tonight. The amount of emotional label I've performed in the past two hours. Holy fuck. How do I tell the 18 year old that's using me as a therapist at a crisis counter? It isn't healthy for either of us. Yes, yeah, they'll consistently support adult voices in his life except ours. But I'm also what? conscious of the feb labor paradigm. It's reinforcing that I'm the parent's confidant. What? You're your kid's parent and they want to confide in you. That's. Oh my god. Oh god, that's so terrible. I oh god. Oh jeez. Like again, some also, of this that was a online, foster like, kid. They were like foster kids too that she chose oh, to bring in and take care oh of. God. Look, it's fine to get online and maybe say, like, man, being a foster parent is tough sometimes and just like wanting to like get that out of your system. I get that. But oh my god, like first of all, you're you're speaking in terms that no one understands. Like that's like started out there. But secondly, how bad would her kids feel if they ever saw that? Like her foster kids, right? Yeah. Like being like, oh my God, there's such just emotional labor on me. Like, oh my God, how does just stop being so shallow? Like, oh God. Yeah, and like to read some replies to our our, uh, garden coffee lady, Mm -hmm. uh, people talking about like, did you think about the people who work grueling hours, wake up on the streets alone or with chronic pain? You should be mindful next time before bragging about your picture perfect life. Those people you mentioned, 
don't care about this. They don't care that you owned this person. Yeah. They're, they're too busy having actual chronic pain. <laughs> which they probably can't get health care for because yeah, it's expensive yeah. or their job pays them like shit. Those are like, issues that matter. This lady ate her tea and coffee doesn't matter. Don't get mad at this individual garden. Like, be mad at the system. That's righteous anger in a sense. Like if you really feel like, oh, it's unfair that there's like wealth disparity in the US, sure, get mad at the system. Getting mad at this one woman on Twitter just saying she's having a nice day with her husband is not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, like in reply, someone asked me if they went to work and she talked about like she owns a business and her husband's a yoga teacher. And it's like he's a professional skateboarder, which I assume means he gets like some he has like some endorsements. He gets paid to do it. So their Mm -hmm. hours are very flexible and they usually work later in the day. And someone replied saying, I hope you know how privileged that sounds. I bet most people have sacred things, but aren't as lucky. Doctors, teachers, social workers. Yes, you're right. There's people who like I can't do this. But guess what? I'm not mad at her. She has a lifestyle that she can do it. Yeah, it's a privileged lifestyle. She whatever, man. Yeah, good for her. Like, like you fine. said, I you should be more mad that there's a system that makes it harder for more people to be like that where they mm-hmm. can have that time. It's uh, that's so online. <laughs> uh there's also uh let me keep going. God, um Someone made a post. Someone had made a post saying that you should support the TV you love instead of hate watching because, like, you know, if you support the stuff you like and give it ratings and attention, it might help it, you know, stay on the air. Sure. And do whatever. Yeah. And that's a fair point. And then yeah, someone yeah. called them classist and said they were gatekeeping TV. That's insane. It's like, hey, maybe watch the things you enjoy. And then they, How dare and then you? They, I someone replied and said, I love reality <laughs> TV. Why can't I watch it? And they were the person who made the original shit was like, I said, watch what you like. Yeah, so like, that's literally what I like. said to do. Please go watch reality TV if it makes you happy. Or, like, Aiden, this is a classic. Why do white non-binary people act like big non-binary kids sell their whiteness? That is so good. I've heard that so many times. And the best reply to it, I'm a starving I'm a starving child starving to death, and this is the very last thing I've ever read. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I've, I've heard that. I've heard spelled. that non-binary like a, white so many times it's and the the starving child was a copy pasta and goodbye is like yeah. misspelled intentionally it's goodbye goodbye <laughs> <laughs> and every t- and i remember uh, do you remember when this is a quick tangent for listeners you remember when emmanuel acho posted the thing about justin herbert being a social media quarterback? oh my god yeah someone replied with that and it no, you mean when he did you mean when he didn't stop posting about it yeah because he because that's now his take so he can't come down from that yeah but yeah so you said uh Someone else. This tweet is insane. Uh, this one, it's a picture of like a Greek Roman, one of those like those style statues. And someone said that large penises are seen as desirable. It's just another symptom of Western degeneration. Large penises are a sign of low intelligence and savage genetics. Oh, no. Small penises indicate high intelligence. Small penis club, who up? <laughs> <laughs> And you know what's even funnier? Actually, I'm going to do one more and then I got to end it on this next one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Also, about the dog one, I found the original one is in here and it basically is like you make make them play until they drop down. Bro, if you're a dog owner, you should be able to tell if it's like too hot and your dog's kind of like struggling. Most people will stop. Just just have, just be empathetic. Know know your dog. Um, that, that, That one basically being like Big penises are overrated is really funny. 
to do that. Like, at, like, oh my god, I'm sorry. Like, I uh, again, we like to act like we're enlightened people sometimes. With some, it's just funny to go on Twitter publicly and say I have a small penis and I'm mad about it. Like, that is incredible. <laughs> And, and now finally, everyone knows that I have a small penis and I'm mad about it. Like, why would you do that? And finally, my favorite one, because I think it's so funny. If you like short woman, you're a pedophile. We've got it, boys. Flapping right there. Oh, my goodness. Elisa found one similar, by the way, for men. And it said, like, if you're into men that are shorter than 5'7", you're a pedophile. Well... I guess I'll never find true love. <laughs> That's literally what I said. I was like, wait, what does that mean? Aiden supposed to five six? Never gonna find someone who loves me. Like, by me, that apparently. logic, I guess like you have to be shorter than them. I guess like I, if you I guess, but, like... still, but why? Like I could date a tall woman, like that's fine. Like it's fine. We're both adults, whatever. <laughs> and my favorite thing about this, this is the mm-hmm. one I'm gonna end it on. This the the original tweet from Rebecca itself got a reply that said, "What made you decide to start a let's all purposely misinterpret disabled people oh, yet god. again in order to mock them?" Thread. Oh my god! And with that, folks, good night. <laughs> Nothing is sacred. You can't even. Sacred. This that's beyond parody. That that's incredible. That's the most. We jumped the response. shark ages ago. Yeah, it's we're doing backflips over it, man. Like it's. That's crazy. Wow. Love it. Love it. Yeah, you know what? I I'm I, I'm not chronically online. I, I'm I'm confident at this point. <laughs> I'm self I'm diagnosing myself. I'm not a chronically online. I'm, I'm online, I'm not chronically online. That's yeah, I can that's do, it's so funny because as we're talking, I'm just scrolling. There's so many funny ones. You're not a real leftist if you want a monogamous relationship. <laughs> Oh man! Again, just don't get me going on polyamory. Liking children we'll is ableist, but nice. also disliking children is ableist. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah, don't get me going on polygamists. I'll be here all day. You know, making that. food <laughs> at home is enforcing the patriarchy. Wow. Okay. Also, speaking of the making food stuff, shout out to Joey once again. He's been liking some tweets where people are like, I'm convinced at this point when people say they want easy cooking, they just want somebody to like come up with like a gray tube of food and like squirt it in their mouth. Oh, that's so real. Yeah. Because it's like, resp- it was like, because like people were like, oh, all these videos will be like easy cooking and it'll be like involved me cutting something. Oh, it's and, not that hard to cut something, people. And I would, but I thought it was funny. People replied to that being like, actually, if I was like, you know, as someone with like a disability, like, some people were like, oh, well, like, this is, it, it, like, you don't understand because, like, these easy cooking videos aren't accessible. And it's like, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I want to just grab some of these people by, like, the collar of their shirt and, like, shake them. Like, it's a yeah. cartoon or something. Look, I feel bad for people that have, like, people that actually have disabilities and, like, you know, the world isn't always designed to be, like, optimal for them. I feel bad for people like that. I hate people who just like randomly white knight over nothing like that yeah. you know and you know what actually a true good way to end it is to bring it all back because the tomato is elitist thing was like the first thing right? yeah chop chopping tomatoes at least cutting tomatoes elitist something like that yes and yeah. i am just going to this is a good representative reply that someone mm-hmm. pulled up okay here we go Neurodivergence and executive processing is a big catch for a lot of people. It's really not as simple as following instructions. It's managing multiple timelines, a lot of sensory input, and an ambiguous sense of pressure, knowing if you fuck up the food, it's ruined. 
Oh my god. I am a starving oh, child god. who is starving to death, and that is the last thing I've ever read. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god, that's incredible. That's so good. Wow. Yeah, I need I, I need I need a cigarette after that take. That's crazy. You're gonna go outside <laughs> and drink a PBR and smoke. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I don't smoke, I'm starting after that one. <laughs> that's crazy. And with that, that is episode 130 of the Half and Half podcast. We didn't really have, we only had like the the, the banter stuff at the beginning, and this is a segment, but it was honestly, it, it was worth, it was worth the whole it, episode. It was great. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. This is great. You know, I like thank, it. Like we thank you for it. making, yeah, thank you, Masan. Thank you for making me feel centered. You know? <laughs> thank you for making me develop a nicotine addiction. I really yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. And with that. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, yep, time to go develop a dependency that will definitely change the trajectory of my life forever. Um, and wow. with that, we're done. We'll be back. Aiden and I have some things in the works with some guests and stuff. Hopefully yeah. some of those come to fruition. Keep an eye out. And as always, and appreciate a, you for listening. Little, we love you. A little you. teaser. I was going to say a little teaser, too. Um, we're going to have our best and worst of the year list coming soon for the albums. Yes. Still doing it, baby. Busy, busy, busy time of year for the content yeah, factory. Some stuff yeah. to close the year, some stuff for the beginning of next year. Hope yeah, you guys we, keep keep your we eyes. We might cool. have to do a whole two hours worth of work here. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, thank you guys so so much for listening, sharing, engaging with the episodes and the content, liking stuff on Twitter. We appreciate you. And as always, stay creamy. Stay creamy and don't be online. Turn off your phone after you listen to this. Goodbye. Peace.